Welcome to the Dildor, storky discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist, a sex blogger, and I've been a sex toy reviewer for almost six years. Oh my god, there's so many awful toys in my collection as a result of this weird career choice I made. Who are you, friend? I'm Bex. I'm a sex educator, a sex blogger, and oh god, I've worked with sex toys probably about that long. I did a year and a half of retail. And I just, I, I own so many sex toys. <laughs> Too many. It's taking so over many. my life. <laughs> so many. And every There's... once in a while, people in the industry are like, but you can get a free sex toy. And I'm like, how much can I pay you to keep it? <laughs> <laughs> Please. I know, I know. I'm, I'm no longer excited by the concept of receiving some random vibe or whatever. I'm like, is it going to be I good? I live in like, New York. <sighs> I don't have room. Not... Do not waste my vagina's time. I just, I don't have time for it. Uh, so we're going to be getting salty about sex toys today. (laughs) Not sprinkling salt on our sex toys, because that would be a weird choice. I feel like some kind of slug situation would occur if you tried to use a dildo that had been salted. Why am I thinking about this? Why did I fall down this rabbit hole? Or the slug hole, as the case may be. Okay. Yikes. Yeah, the thing about the sex toy industry is, like, I think because we don't talk about sex enough as a culture, there's this tendency to, like, when someone really likes a toy, they talk about it like it's the be-all and end-all and, like, it's amazing, even though it just sort of worked for their body and their preferences. And then it's very easy for those opinions to get propagated over and over again, especially if they show up in media, like broad city and sex in the city and like stuff like that and and people talk about these toys as if they're infallible when in fact like every sex toy is fallible like not every toy is going to work for every person as that's just the nature of the product yeah and i think i think a lot of the like so a lot of the rest of consumerism you hear all about all of the terrible things people buy, right? Mm -hmm. But I think there's so much more shame around sex that if you buy something that's been hyped up a ton by the manufacturer and it's shitty, a lot of people don't want to come back yelling the way they would about other stuff. Yep, totally. You know, they don't want to blast it out on Facebook and be like, this is ridiculous. Uh, And I think there's a lot of people that fall back on, well, if it doesn't work for me like that, I'm clearly broken. Whereas for a ton of other products, we're like, what is this piece of shit? What the fuck? (laughs) But, like, we don't do that with sex toys. We're like, I guess I'm using it wrong. I don't really know. Or, you know, maybe I'm just not into that. Yeah, and, like, the thing that sucks about that especially is, like, that happens not only for toys that are bad and don't work well, but also for toys that are literally dangerous and that can literally harm you. So, like, if you're getting a chemical burn inside you from a toy with phthalates in it, you're, you're not as likely as you would with other types of products to be like, hey, like, this is not okay. Like, I <laughs> I am injured and in pain because of this toy. Because like you said, like, you tend to assume, or a lot of people tend to assume that it's, like, their own fault in some way or that they shouldn't have bought the product in the first place because it's shameful, so they shouldn't talk about it, they shouldn't complain about it. And that's really shitty. Yeah. We, we try to, sex toy reviewers and people like that try to bring this stuff out into the open because it's really important to be able to talk about these things so that we all get better products that don't hurt us and that, that work well and do what they say on the tin. Yeah, plus this shit's expensive. Yeah. Like, like let's be honest. You know, you drop, 
I remember when I got, like, the Stronics, and they were, like, 300 bucks when they first came out or something. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a lot of money to drop on something and, like, hope you like it, which I was not thrilled. They were fine. <laughs> Stronic, Stronic Ines, uh, or the Stronic line from Fun Factory is a line of self-thrusting toys uh this sort of just look like insertable vibrators but they actually thrust back and forth i like mine i do not like it 300 dollars worth like i i appreciate that like the technology is new and that's why they charge so much for it but like wow i use that thing maybe twice a year and like it's not even that much anymore yeah no I, i i hope that more toys of that type of technology come out i think that they are because that's that's a lot of money for some lazy masturbation from time to time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's less than that now. It was that much when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not yeah, pay for is... mine. I would have been mad if I had paid for mine. <laughs> so, you're a sex toy expert. Uh, what do you think is the number one most overrated sex toy? Oh, Jesus. Uh, so, I have two answers. I'm going to go with rabbit vibes just in general. Yes, yes, yes. The rabbit habit specifically, because, yeah. yeah. But just the idea of rabbit vibes, mm-hmm. um, which are toys that are designed to be dual stims, so they stimulate internally and externally at the same time. They're called rabbits because often the external part will look like a bunny and will have, like, little bunny ears that flick against the clit. Um, it was popularized on Sex in the City... But still, people would come into my shop when I work sex toy retail and ask for it all the time, to which we often responded like, all right, well, you wouldn't use the same cell phones they used in that show. (laughs) Sex toy technology has advanced, too. Let's Mm -hmm. show you some better options. Because the rabbit habit is porous, first Mm -hmm. of all. So it's going to hang on to bacteria, which, like, ugh. But also, it's just, like... The problem with rabbits overall is that they have to line up properly for it to work, right? It's trying to hit a clit and a G-spot at the same time, mm-hmm. but in all likelihood, the person buying the toy hasn't slept with the dude who designed it, <laughs> so they don't know, like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you might be more prolific than me, but you probably haven't fucked him, and if you haven't, then he doesn't know the distance between those two things. <laughs> yeah. And you're gonna guess, and it might line up right, or it might not. And if yeah. it doesn't, then you're stuck, right? They're also kind of like the, like, shitty parking lot carnival ride for your bits. <laughs> okay, tell <laughs> where, me more. <laughs> where they just keep adding types of sensation to be like, no, it's going to make it better, right? They're like, <laughs> it rotates, and it has beads, and it vibrates, and it, like... And it feel like, to me, it always feels kind of like those rides where they're like, no, we'll just put you, strap you into this thing and shake you up a bunch, and that's a fun ride, right? <laughs> like, fry it up. Yeah, like, there, we can have more precision than that. Yeah. Um, it doesn't need to do all the things, but I think for a lot of people who don't know sex toys, that, like, they see it and it looks super flashy. And they're like, this must be the thing. Yeah, I mean, I I will not talk shit about the rotation thing, because I actually really like it. I think that uh, a lot of dual stimulation vibes try to do vibration both internally and externally, and, like, a lot of G-spots don't respond particularly well to vibration. So, like, having a little movement instead, I think, is good and shows an understanding of that anatomy. 
that said, though, like the original Sex in the City episode that popularized this toy had this storyline where the character who had a rabbit vibe stopped like going out and going on dates and hanging out with her friends and instead just like stayed in her apartment using this vibe because nothing else was as good. And I think that there is still this narrative around the rabbit vibe or the dual stimulation vibe in general that like it, it does all the things that you need. Therefore, you don't need other humans or maybe you just don't need <laughs> other toys and i don't think that that's true um i think like if you if you happen to find a dual stim vibe that like does perfectly line up with your bits and what what your particular bits enjoy then that can be true but for me like i would always always rather have a dildo in one hand and a vibe in the other and like control them independently have yeah. more control over like the angle the speed the the vibration strength especially because like most dual stimula- stimulation vibes are like really not well designed so like if you crank up the internal part it's gonna like lower the vibration on the external part usually and like it's it's not the onslaught of sensation usually that we're like led to believe it might be like i've i've had my fair share of dual stem orgasms but like those toys are usually not that great and like once you have the external part lined up to your bits you can't move around the internal part because yeah. then you're moving the external part away from, like, wherever you want it. So there's no, like, if you if you get it to line up correctly, then you stay perfectly still <laughs> and have an orgasm. Like, that's not... I mean, I've done that, but it's not... Yeah. It's not I ideal. Occasionally, I have some kink feelings occasionally about having to stay perfectly still. Yeah. For whatever reason. Like, but, like, I, yeah, I, I don't want a sex toy that, like, relies on that level of, like, precariousness. Which is why, like, one of the only dual stim vibes I actually like is the WeVibe Nova. Which, WeVibe did this amazing thing where they made the clitoral arm really long and really flexible. So when you thrust with the toy against your G-spot... The arm, for me at least, stays in contact with my clit, and a lot of people have reported that that's what it does. And it's a, it's a really, really cool, smart design. Plus, their motors don't suck like most of the vibes in that category, so it's yeah. pretty good. Another one that gets a lot of hype is the Magic Wand, formerly known as the Hitachi Magic Wand. Uh, Hitachi dropped their name off of it because they... They're a conservative Japanese company, and they were apparently a bit embarrassed about their association with that product, although, like, most of the people I know still call it the Hitachi. (laughs) And I love that it was, like, 30 years after it came out or something, and they were (laughs) like, wait, 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 you guys are using it where? (laughs) Huh? Like, this is not news. It's Uh in every porn ever. Yeah, yeah. Like... (laughs) And they were just like, wait, what? Oh, no, we can't, po- we couldn't possibly. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I got into sex toy reviewing a few years ago, it was before they had come out with the new rechargeable version, which we'll talk about in a second, because we both like it. Yeah. Um, but so the only one that existed was the original, which has two settings, and they're both extremely high. And there was a lot of hype around basically like, if nothing else can make you come, this toy can definitely make you come. So like, of course, I wanted one. Like, I, I didn't have trouble orgasming, but I was curious about it because everyone seemed to think it was like a, uh, a toy box must have. So I got one and I like I hated it. Like it's the vibrations were so buzzy. They were really numbing and yeah. overwhelming and it felt more like a trip to the dentist than a pleasurable experience for me. Like it was just always something I had to endure and like 
I did figure out ways eventually to kind of temper that. Like if I held it at an angle, so I was only like making contact with one corner of it against my clit, then that was like more pinpointed. Or if I like used it through clothes um, or even like used it like beside my bit. So it was sort of vibrating indirectly, then that could be better. But still like it kind of made me feel broken because like so many people talk about how great this toy is and how it's like the only vibe you need and like once you have it you won't need anything else and you'll be able to have magical orgasms forever and like that's never true with any toy so we need to stop perpetuating that myth that that's a thing that can happen yeah i had one i didn't get my magic wand until way after i had been in the industry um so when i finally did get one it was actually my partner who gave it to me which i so I used it a lot because of, like, DS stuff, but, mm-hmm. like, it wasn't, it was powerful, but it was so buzzy. hmm And, like, now that I have the rechargeable, that's pretty much all I use, as, as far as vibration, period. But it's, I don't use the original at all anymore. Yeah, so they overhauled it, uh, like, almost three years ago and made the Magic Wand rechargeable, which is obviously rechargeable so it doesn't have to be plugged in although you can keep it plugged in which is neat uh so if it dies you just plug it in and keep using it um and then the other thing is that they added patterns and they added two lower speeds which for me made all the difference because i cannot jump to the first speed of the original magic wand out of nowhere like i have to be so turned on to be able to handle that and like usually can't so the lower speeds and the rechargeable are like rumblier and less intense and less scary and uh less loud it doesn't sound like a food processor anymore um i mean all of the vibration speeds on there are more rumbly now too even the highest ones Mm, okay yeah i never used those so i wouldn't know (laughs) i used to i don't anymore after Mm -hmm. tea now i hang out on the bottom too but i used to use the top two more often yeah, they're so good. It might be my most used vibe, actually. Like, it's just always by my bed. Yeah, it's or... pretty much the only one I use. It's that or the um, Tenga SVR ring that I use as a finger vibe. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's about it. It's so, so, so good. Would heartily recommend. I I hesitate to say that anyone would enjoy it, because like I said, I don't think that's true for any toy. But it is one of those ones where I'm like, if you're looking for a vibe for a, a broad range of purposes or you're just not really sure what you're looking for it is one i would consider because it gives you a lot of different vibration strength options and there's a lot you can do with the magic wand you can put an attachment on it to make it more pinpointed um you can use it partnered or alone i mean it's like big and bulky so it's limiting in that way but like it's it's a yeah. i consider it a toy box workhorse like there's so many things you can do with it yeah absolutely it's- this episode of the dildorks was sponsored by twotimid.com which is a website that sells a whole bunch of sex toys that are not all as overrated as some of the ones we're talking about in this episode uh they each sent us uh, a product to try and the one that they sent me is called the pink bob lust silicone rechargeable wand i'm a fan of wands i like this one because it's a little wand which is convenient for me because i'm in a long distance relationship now so i need sex toys that i can cram into a suitcase or indeed possibly my carry-on a risky move if there ever was one um and this one's just like a little pink wait you wand. don't usually put yours in the carry-on <laughs> 
No, I'm just, I'm really, really, really scared that they'll take them away from me is the problem. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't check them because I'm really, really scared they'll touch them. Fair, or that they'll lose your bag. Yeah, it's a whole yeah. thing. We're going to yeah. be talking about that when we record at the Playground Conference <laughs> about yeah. travel. But anyway, so this little wand, um, I would take this in my carry-on, actually, because it's like quite obviously a sex toy, but not in a way that would make me feel sleazy or embarrassed really if they took it out of my bag it's like this little pink quilted wand and it has i think eight speeds or something like that it's usb rechargeable the motor's pretty good uh which i was really hoping because it's so sad when you order a wand and the motor sucks because that's not the point of wand vibes um the thing that i don't like about it is that you have to hit the speed button eight times to get from the highest speed down to the lowest speed. Why do people do that? And, like, it starts on the highest, right? Yeah, like, who's... Like, why? You do you, but, like, I've never started on the highest setting of a vibrator in my life. I just can't imagine why why they would start that way. But anyway, uh, it's <laughs> once you've learned how to do it, it's like not that annoying, I guess. Uh, I'm willing to put up with it because this wand is actually super great. I've been using it a lot lately. It's real cute. You can find the links to that in the show notes. And they sent you a butt plug, yeah? Yeah, they sent me the pink B.O.B. 10 function silicone anal plug, which is like an intermediate sized uh, silicone plug. The silicone is really nice and like silky and smooth. And I don't know, I have a lot of opinions about silicone, but (laughs) as you should. Um, but this one, the texture on this one is really, really nice, and it's got a little, like, watch battery bullet in it that you can totally swap out for the Tango, and it's the first thing, first time that I've ever put anything that vibrated in my butt. Wow, uh, so that congrats. was cool. <laughs> Yeah. Like, of all, I, I have hundreds of sex toys, <laughs> and I just, that just didn't happen. Also, I've never used anal beads. I have some. Just never <laughs> put them in my butt. Um... <laughs> But that was really cool to, yeah, that was cool to get to, like, kind of try out, uh, try that out. I'm actually going to be writing about it on my blog in the next couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. so I'll I'll let you guys know when that goes up, and uh, you can read about it there. Cool, yeah, both of those products are really gorgeous, high-quality, body-safe silicone. And they're relatively affordable, too, which is super cool. Yeah, the the one that they sent you, the, the plug is 30 bucks, and then the wand that they sent me is 60 which is, like, pretty good for a, a wand this strong. Like, if you're looking for a wand that is, like, portable and pretty powerful, uh, it's, it's really cute and it's a good price. Uh, you can find their stuff at twotimid.com, which is T-O-O-T-I-M-I-D.com, or we'll link it in our show notes at thedildorks.com. And thanks so much to the folks at Too Timid for sponsoring this episode of The Dildorks. I love that when folks sponsor our show and send us toys that like you as the business manager of our show just like send info about my toy preferences and you don't even have to run it by me. Like you just know my vagina frighteningly well. It's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like wrote the email and sent it and then was like, I should have like double checked this and I sent you the preferences bit and you were like, yeah. And I was like, all right, great. (laughs) Seems right. Another one that I get asked about all the time as a sex toy reviewer is the Sibian. Like, people are always like, oh, have you tried a Sibian? Because it it became popular at sort of around the same time that Sex in the City was popularizing the rabbit. Because uh, Howard Stern 
the shock jack would have uh, women come on his show and, and ride the Sibian, which is this great big, like, rideable vibrator. You can use, like, an internal attachment, or you can just kind of, like, grind against it. And, uh, and it's, like, really powerful, um, and it has a little attached remote control, which is cool because, like, a person can sit with you and turn it up and down, or you can do it yourself. Uh, and I and I think this one comes up a lot in the community too. Like mm-hmm. a lot of other sex, like sex educators and sex bloggers and stuff, have been like, "Oh my god!" But the Sibian, though, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm always like, "Eh, about that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's like it's it's a different experience from almost any other sex toy you could try because it is rideable. It is big. It's it's more powerful than almost anything else out there. And it's so expensive. I think it's like $1,300 that like experiencing it in person would be a rare thing. Um, yeah. And there are like events that you can go to where you can ride a Sibian or like here in Toronto, there's a company that will like rent you one for a night for a certain amount of money. And they'll come to your place and set it up and teach you how to use it or use it with you. Um, so it's, it is sort of like a special event type of toy. Um, what I, I think was, is interesting too about the Sibian is like, so the the fantasy of the Sibian, taking out like what it's actually like to ride it, but the yeah. fantasy of the Sibian, I can't actually picture doing that like alone in a hotel room with a partner or something. Like it <laughs> feels like an inherently exhibitionistic toy. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. like I don't like riding a a bull at like a cowboy bar or something. You know what I mean? Like you, that's mm-hmm. not fun doing it alone. <laughs> They're it's like I don't know it feels almost like something that I would only want to do at a party except not because I don't like it (laughs) yeah I mean I I like the exhibitionist fantasy of it in terms of like using it privately with a partner I think what's fun for me about that idea is like it has so much power and then therefore my partner holding the remote would have so much power over me in that moment uh it's sort of like I like that about most DS stuff is the feeling that like this person could probably literally kill me or like seriously injure me, but they are choosing not to because of, you know, the trust and vulnerability and our connection. And like that sort of element of fear operating in the background makes a lot of DS stuff really hot for me. So like there's something very hot for me about the idea, like this person could crank up the the speed on this vibe really, really high, which would be very uncomfortable slash painful for me. And they're choosing not to. They're choosing to find sort of the sweet spot where it's where it's going to be maybe a little bit outside of what I would would give myself, but still, you know, comfortable. Yeah. But so we tried the Sibian. Uh, we have a friend, Epiphora, from heyepiphora.com, who uh, owns one, which is amazing. Everybody should have a friend who owns a Sibian. Um, and we, we were visiting her place in Portland, and we got to try it. Um, what were your thoughts on the Sibian? It's just not worth it. <laughs> like, it's not worth any of it. It's not worth its size. It's not worth how much it costs. Mm-hmm. It's not worth its hype. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just this giant hunk of shaking metal <laughs> that you have to balance your genitals on top of. <laughs> and it's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's like, you have to awkwardly lean forward and there's nowhere to put your hands. So you're just yeah. kind of like hovering. <laughs> Oh, like you're on the front of the fucking Titanic or some shit, and then, <laughs> and it's vibrating, but like, 
Okay, this was way pre-tea, so at that point, my clit was very small and very buried. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not now, because testosterone. But, <laughs> anyway. Um, so it was just vibrating, like, my genitals overall, and thighs, and knees. Yep. Like, my knees, if my knees could get off, they would have been into it. But, <laughs> like, it's just, it was just a lot of vibration and no focus whatsoever. Yeah. And I was like, I have a magic wand and I can lay down. Why am I here? <laughs> like, yeah, it, yeah. The, the it did generalized... not feel noticeably stronger than the magic wand. Oh, interesting. Because it was, it was just so broad for me that I was like, okay, more places are shaking, but they're not shaking more intently. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I found the problem with the generalized nature of those vibrations for me is that they also shook my like butt region which is something that like a few other bloggers in that contingent that we were with also noticed um so there would get to a point where i would start to have like intestinal feelings when i was trying to have like pleasure orgasm feelings and i was like this is very distracting like i'm sure there were people who would be into that but like for me it was so far removed from what i want to be feeling when i'm jerking off um yeah really really took me out of the moment and then like i also have like bad hips and knees so any situation where i have to be like riding a thing like with my legs spread far apart is really uncomfortable for me after like two minutes like i i can't imagine being able to sustain the amount of time i would need to be on that vibe in order to come from it and like the vibrations were just like not that great um my favorite part of that experience was that I ate pizza while sitting atop the Sibian and someone like took pictures of me and so there's some of my favorite pictures of me because it's like just the most badass shit like I look unimpressed but like really stoked about the pizza which is exactly how I was feeling (laughs) they're so good and like I occasionally get the urge to like ride something Mm -hmm. um especially because like I do like sitting in people's lap, like, when I'm fucking people, so sometimes I'll want to do that while jerking off, but I just take a thigh harness and wrap it around a pillow Mm -hmm. and put a toy in that and then hold my magic wand, Mm -hmm. and, like, I can adjust the height that way. Liberator also makes a mount called the Bonbon that you could do the same thing with, but I'm short and the Bonbon is taller than my thighs, so I kind of float on it and it's not super comfy. Makes Mm -hmm. great foot rest, though. (laughs) Um, There's also, like, uh, suction cup uh, dildos that you can attach to the wall or to the floor or various other surfaces. Uh, Like a big plate glass window is something I'm thinking about a lot lately. Um, And then you can kind of, like, ride on that. But to me, I'm, like, I'm such a lazy masturbator in part because of my hips and my knees situation that I'm, like, if if I have to do more work than the toy is doing, I don't think I really want to be there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm super lazy. And, like, I was anytime I try and jerk off any other way I'm like but I could be laying down (laughs) have you considered laying down have you yeah (laughs) like this is cool and all and I know it looks real hot to be like squatting over a toy but we could lay down (laughs) with pillows yeah yeah we we were invited this past weekend to go to the Museum of Sex's new exhibit, which is uh, you can try a thing that is sort of trying to be a Sibian competitor. Maybe competitor is too strong a word. They're trying to they're trying to take a little piece of the Sibian pie. I think um, Alicia Sinclair, who designed the the B vibe toys and the low wand. Uh, hated the low wand, but that's a rant for another episode. Um, <laughs> she designed. But B vibe uh, is great. 
Yeah. Um, she designed a, a Sibian-esque toy called the Cowgirl, which uh, I was curious to see if it would actually be an update on the Sibian in any way, like it would actually be better, because it's about $700 more expensive than the already ridiculously expensive Sibian. Uh, and it, it's pretty nice. Like the, um, the attachments are non-porous and like the body of it is leather. So it's like sleek and sexy and feels nice. And I like rid on, I wrote on the thing and, and my, my boyfriend, uh, was like controlling it with, with the little remote. And it was actually like really weirdly hot to have him like all up in my face, controlling it, creating this like snow globey little private moment while there were all these people around us. Um, again, feeling like he had this power over me uh i definitely felt like the vibrations were rumblier and better than the sibian definitely liked it more definitely felt like i could probably come from it if there wasn't like a million people around me looking at me um because i was trying to control my my facial expressions so that i looked a little bit more composed than i felt inside um and i i found it more comfortable to sit on actually i don't know if that was something about like the height width ratio whatever but all that said, why is it called the cowgirl? Fuck all of that. Like, um, I keep saying it should be called the cowpoke because that's not gendered and also super funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we even, we asked, well, you asked about that because I didn't want to be uh, that angry trans person. <laughs> um, but we asked about it and we're told, well, it's called that because it's designed for specifically for women. And I was like, well, guess I won't try it then. <laughs> yeah. So like, okay. I have no idea how it is. Um, it looked prettier than the Sibian. Yeah. Not that much prettier, but... Like, real talk, though, it's 2018. We need to be at a point in this industry where we acknowledge that not everybody with a vulva is a woman, and not every woman has a vulva, and it's, like, whack like... that there are still so many companies who, like, have apparently never heard of that concept. Like, like it's it's infuriating. It's not a vulva-specific sex toy, though. Exa- yeah, exactly. Like, true. They, they tried to say that, like, it wouldn't be comfortable for anyone with penises to use, or most people with penises to use, but, like, I'm fairly confident that there are definitely people with penises that could enjoy that. Totally. It's it's one of the like, things, actually, that is that is nice about this type of vibe, is that because the vibrations are so generalized and so spread out, like, really, if you like vibrations anywhere in that region of your body, no matter what your configuration is, you can probably find a way to get them where you want them and at a level that you want them. So, like, that's a good thing. But, you know, yeah. the, the marketing is so... I, there's no reason to gender it. Like, the Sibian, uh, I don't know about their marketing, but, like, their their name and, and the look of the toy itself was never, like, particularly gendered, which is something I appreciated about it. Um, especially since, like, toys like that give me a lot of, like, medical play feelings sometimes. So, like, I like when, when they're very, like, simple and, and not, you know, cutesy and pink and whatever. Because uh, yeah. that kind of adds to that professional vibe for me. But, like, yeah, like, wh- why is it called the cowgirl? Come on. Yeah, I don't... There are just so many other things that you could call it that is just not that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, like, cowgirl is not... A particularly creative or interesting name and it also doesn't make sense like syntactically because if i as a girl riding this toy uh am riding it like aren't i the cowgirl why is the toy the cowgirl the toy is the cow you know so like yeah (laughs) it's a little frustrating i don't know (laughs) now see if it was actually set up like 
like a cow because it does have like a leather saddle thing so really what they just need the rest of it to be is like the white and black patchiness (laughs) can i start referring to rideable vibrators as cows this is my new favorite thing (laughs) yes you can most people will know what you're talking about but i support you (laughs) thank you that's wonderful live your dreams Another category of toy that fucking enrages me is the whole concept of, like, beginner BDSM toys. Like, it's it's come up a lot lately with, like, Fifty Shades of Grey because, like, they've released their, like, official lines of toys that, that are related to the movie. And it's... I have complicated feelings about it because, like, first of all, I think that anybody who's interested or curious about kink should have a gateway, like, a way into it that feels comfortable and safe for them. But... These products that are that are beginner friendly kink toys are often really shitty, shittily designed. I love when I get to use the word shittily. <laughs> I gotta do that more. Um, they're not designed to like hold up to a lot of abuse typically. So like, you know, if you're if you're getting into like a, a real whaleathon of a spanking with some shitty like seven dollar wooden ruler from the Fifty Shades of Grey collection and it breaks, you're maybe gonna be worried about like can I trust like other kink toys? Like, should I even continue with this spanking thing? Cause it's, you know, unsafe. Um, and there's also like feather ticklers and shit like that, where it's like, I, I don't know that that's like a useful thing to invest in rather than just going to like a dollar store or a hardware store and picking up something that can do something similar. So it's like, I feel like these, these toys are like, they can be deterrents to people who are trying to get into BDSM in earnest because either they're like low quality or they're just like not worth the money. Um, and, and I have people all the time asking me like, like what I recommend for beginners to kink. And I always recommend that you go to like an actual kink store where people know their shit and are making products designed for like heavy use uh, if you can afford to do that, um, because like you want something that's going to grow with you and that's going to hold up as you continue to explore stuff. Um, so even like if you're trying to get into spanking, like even like a heavy wooden like cutting board or something is better than like some flimsy ass like cheap, you know, paddle from the Fifty Shades of Grey collection. Well, and the thing with kink that is, I think, different with other sex products is there is a lot more of a safety kind of thing. Like, there are a yes. lot w- more ways to do it wrong. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff that gets labeled as beginner stuff, the s- what they chintz on is safety. Like, mm-hmm. that's where they cut from to make it cheap. Like, metal handcuffs or, yeah. like, fuzzy handcuffs and things like that, which are not good for your wrists. You want something that's going to distribute the pressure a lot more. It's not going to mess with the nerves. Metal handcuffs are not designed to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's not the point of them. Yeah. Um, and they're not designed to be struggled against. Mm-hmm. They want to discourage that. Yeah. Um, which is not what you're trying to do in the kink environment. Yep. Um, so I think, like, ideally we would have more affordable kink, kink gear that also has, like, little informational pamphlets in it mm-hmm. as your beginner guides. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just little bullet points of like you know tying someone up for the first time make sure your rope is extra wide and blah 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 like Mm -hmm. it's not it's not that hard um but that's not what beginners to kink get you look at beginner kink gear and you get the cheapest stuff they can throw together and make it look kinky because ah they assume you won't go that hard (laughs) 
Yeah, exactly. And I I think I've reviewed a couple different toys from one of the official Fifty Shades of Grey collections. One of them is a literal wooden ruler, which is like so flimsy, I'm sure it's going to break if I if I get the caliber of spanking that I'm used to getting, which would be a point of pride, honestly, but also might give me a splinter and that's not great. But um, the other thing that I, I tried from them is a, a butt plug. And like the silicone was so squishy that I was like, if I squeeze my muscles at all, like this will pop right up into my ass and that will take uh, me to the emergency nope. room. And like they had carved the words Fifty Shades of Grey in like the neck of the toy where like butt stuff and lube etc is like definitely gonna get Ooh. into it and like the average beginner to sex toys or to kink is probably not gonna know how to like properly clean something like that uh so like maybe you put the engraved text on the outside of the toy not the part that's going in my butt um and it's just like yeah. why, why why do we have to make like quote unquote beginner toys that are shitty like beginners deserve good stuff too everyone deserves good stuff this is awful yeah and you can make good affordable stuff and you can make good beginner friendly stuff that isn't scary yeah. right like i've seen a lot of people shy away from leather cuffs cuz oh god that looks really intense mm-hmm. right but it, you could market those in a way that is less scary and you can explain why leather is superior and why it's more comfortable and why it's actually a really really good material for beginners because mm-hmm. it can be soft and comfy and durable mm-hmm. absolutely yep god i love leather cuffs fuck 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 they're so pretty yeah mm-hmm. one last category of toys that i think is really overrated and silly uh <laughs> is couples toys um because guess what any sex toy can be a couples toy if you use it as part of a coupled sexual activity oh this yeah. makes me mad uh and the thing is like they're mostly not that great like i think we vibe is doing some interesting things i really like the we vibe sync because it has like an actually functional long distance like bluetooth app situation uh and they're always trying to innovate and get better and i think like Lalo back in the day used to do some interesting couples toys as well um usually when people say couples toy they mean like a toy designed to be used during like cis hetero intercourse which is shitty in and of itself because there are obviously other types of couples and like not even cis hetero people you know all have piv all the time um but yeah i mean like i i take issue with the concept of a couple's toy because the like most of the toys i've used with partners have been like a vibe that i enjoyed on my own and that i would incorporate into sex and i think it's like a shitty construction to to set up the notion that like in order to be a a viable couple's toy a toy has to be like small and discreet and like not make anyone feel threatened and that often results in those toys just being shitty and i think the way couples toys get marketed are off of this weird heterosexual myth and i'm gonna stick with that phrasing (laughs) that um sex is about like two bodies coming together and experiencing the exact same level of pleasure at the exact same time together Mm -hmm. through one activity that you're both going to enjoy equally. Yeah. Like, how often does that happen in the rest of life? (laughs) Like, how often is everyone 
everyone in the group equally thrilled about what's about to happen. <laughs> like, we're all, we're allowed to have preferences. Like, someone will be like, I guess we're getting pizza today. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Meanwhile, other, someone else might be like, oh my god, it's finally pizza day. Like... Here, sex is allowed to be that way too. We're allowed to take turns. We're allowed to have a toy that is actually all about me for a second. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, that's yep. that's allowed to happen. Um, and I think queerness, like, creates so much more space for that because we're already used to taking turns. Yep, yep. And and the couple's toys also like they come with this myth of like, uh, in order to foster intimacy and closeness, a toy that you use during sex has to be like minimally distracting. And basically you have to like not notice it. Like it has to be unobtrusive. And the more that I've gotten into using toys with partners, including like big bulky wands and stuff in some cases, the more I've found that like intimacy is however you define it basically and like i find it very fucking intimate when a partner like has their fingers inside me while i'm using a vibe on my clit or like is fucking me with a dildo or something because they have to be so attuned to my body and my reactions and what i'm feeling and it doesn't matter that they're using these tools like it's like i think dan savage is the one who says that like if you built a house using a hammer and a saw and whatever, like you still built that fucking house. Like it, it wasn't the tools that built the house, you know? And I, yeah. I feel that way about sex toys too, where it's like, why do we have to pretend that like we're not using a toy or that the toy's not really there in order for the interaction to be intimate and romantic? Like that's bullshit. Yeah. And like, I think you also get a lot of with sex toys, like, the idea of, like, it's something I use on another person or do to another person mm-hmm. um, is, like, the way people feel going into it, whereas um, for me it's more, like, an experience of, like, oh, this is a thing we're using together. Yeah. You know, but I think, I don't know, it gets portrayed as, like, this foreign object that is invading your bedroom. Mm-hmm. It's like, when really it's just like a toy that you can play with together in like the simplest sense of the terms you know yep totally very frustrating heteronormative shitty myths i have had enough of them so that's a lot of overrated toys and types of toy but are there toys or types of toys that you think don't get their fair due or like are underrated or are rated just right so I've always thought specifically Vixkin realistic dills are super underrated. Um, they're my favorite toys. Um, they're these realistic representational dildos in a whole variety of sizes, uh, but they look like dicks. And I think people tend to think of the sex toys that are representational as jokes or like cheap you know, you look at something like Lalo and these sleek lines and everything, and they think, oh, that's luxury. Mm-hmm. This is just, like, cheap, trashy, yeah. you know, rubber dicks. But Vixkin toys are actually really high quality, because then people see the price, and they're like, well, I'm not going to pay that for a dick. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of... Uh, people are really dismissive of them, but they're... Gorgeous, high quality. The dual density silicone is a really, it was super unique when they started, and I still think they do it better than any other company. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. And they're just like 
really, really high quality toys and they give you that squishiness internally in a body safe material that no one else does. Cause like internal vibrators, that's the other thing. People are like, they don't even vibrate. <laughs> like, um, because again, they're, they look at like this carnival ride that is the rabbit and they're like, <laughs> that does all of the things. It must be the best thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, it doesn't have to be for your body though. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. I when I think of toys that are underrated or rated appropriately, I think of Enjoy toys. Um, yeah, they make beautiful stainless steel dildos and anal toys, and um, they just fucking do what sex toys should do. Like they just hit spots and feel good and are fun to use. Uh, and of course, like with the caveat that like not every toy works for everybody, and like. There are a lot of people who hate certain Enjoy toys because they can be very, very intense. Um, especially, I'm thinking of like the Pure Wand and the Eleven, both of which I love. But they can they can be a lot. If you like your sensations subtler, you probably will not like those. Um, yeah. But I love I don't love the Pure Wand to be honest. I don't love it all the time, but when I need direct G spot pressure, there's really nothing else that I have that will do it quite that well. Like it's just a tool designed for a very, very specific job and it does that job very, very well. Uh, yeah. The it's 11... like an, it's like an orgasm button for me. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which you don't always want. Sounds really good, but it's, it's just like, Oh, I guess I came. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. All right. The 11's fucking formidable. It's huge. It's just so a good. giant piece of steel designed to curve and hit nice spots internally and partners often enjoy fucking me with it which is really great like if someone's going to use a toy on me i want them to be excited about it and to uh they often tell me they, they feel really like strong and powerful when they're thrusting gonna say, you feel like a goddamn me. superhero yeah and you should because that shit takes endurance <laughs> congratulations yeah. to anyone who's ever gotten me off that way you are a literal superhero uh, yeah, Enjoy Toys are beautiful. I own almost the entire catalog because I just can't get enough and I want them to make more. They're fantastic. Agreed. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of The Dildorks. I have been Kate Sloan. You can find my sex blog at girlyjuice.net. If you go to girlyjuice.net slash toybox, I have a full list of all the toys I've ever owned slash reviewed and there's a little key that uh, has a symbol for toys i love and a symbol for toys i hate if you want to check out all of that stuff uh you can also find the rest of my writing at katewritesaboutsex.com and you can follow me on twitter and instagram at girly underscore juice where's your stuff i'm bex you can find all my writing at bextalksex.com and you can find me on twitter and instagram at bextalksex together with the dildorks we're at the dildorks on twitter and instagram and at the dildorks.com you can also find us by searching the dildorks in your favorite podcast app and while you're there rate and review us it brings us to the top of the charts and makes us easier for other sex nerds to find this week i want you to tweet at us and tell us which sex toy you thought was the most overrated or underrated and tweet at us at the dildorks to tell us thank you so much to protodome for letting us use his song i want you in my bedroom as our theme song thank you to amy gardner who did our logo for us she is at starboots underscore on twitter Thank you again to TooTimid.com for sponsoring this episode of our show. They are at T-O-O-T-I-M-I-D.com, and they sell a whole bunch of discreet, nice sex toys, including those two that we talked about earlier that we enjoyed. Um, And thank you to you 
for listening. Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. Bye. Bye. Also, I was just showing you the cat is literally cuddling my weed right now. <laughs> Love a good weed cat. Like that's, she found, it's like she found the container that it sits in and is using it as a pillow. Uh, and is mad that I just took it away. <laughs> this episode of The Dildorks was sponsored by TooTimid.com. That was so salesy. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so also Max that. is really stoked about that you're going to make him black and white cookies. Oh, good. He told me to tell you that uh, that suggestion was well received. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like mount you somewhere. There you go. Yeah. How's that? Me all the places. I want to be mounted repeatedly. <laughs> Great. <sighs> there we go. Today I tweeted that I have all these crushes who are going to be a playground who I want to do stuff with, and like several of them liked the tweet, and I was like, "Oh, hello." Good, correct. Yeah, that's good job, how you guys. Do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.